Hello, hello. It is good to see you and welcome back to MSP Success Spotlight. I'm your host and moderator, Ryan Ruff. It's great to have you back with us today. And this here is the show where we feature extraordinary managed service providers that are operating in the IT solutions and cybersecurity space. And we're going to do a few different things with our guests every time we get together. First thing is we want to get their industry insights into this world of IT solutions. We also want to get that secret sauce, right? They're differentiating factors that allow them and their business to see such a high level of success. And then finally, we always like to talk about the future in this you know, technological world we're in so many advancements so many things are changing regularly and we love to get their vision as to what they anticipate the future of it and cybersecurity will look like and boy do we have a great guest joining us today it's the ceo of digital crisis mr zach kitchens uh, you know really looking forward to having zach aboard and, and you know uh, before we bring zach on i want to also mention that zach kitchen you know he is a co-author of an upcoming best-selling book on, called cmmc and then additionally zach's a routine speaker speaking online and in person across the country addressing these different topics of IT solutions and cybersecurity. So boy, do we have just a great guest on tap for us today. So without further ado, let's go ahead and bring him on. Zach, it's great to see you this morning. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Zach, we got a lot to get into today. Uh, you're a busy guy, so I'm glad we got you for a little bit. Uh, Zach, hey, let's let's start. You know, everybody uh, that we bring on this show, uh, you know, every story we hear, everybody's coming into this space of IT solutions and cybersecurity, managed service products. Everybody's coming from different walks of life, and everybody's got a unique path that kind of led them into this area. Talk to me. What was your origin story, if you will? What What led you into this space to begin with? Uh, it's actually funny you say it because um, it wasn't until recent that I started telling people about my previous story because um, I actually got busted for hacking uh, back when I was in grade school. And after I got busted, uh, it's what got me to land my first job in cybersecurity. Back then, it wasn't called cybersecurity forensics. It was just called digital forensics. But in today's world, we call it cybersecurity forensics. But what happened was, is after I got busted, I ended up becoming like this nobody. Nobody knew who I was to be in this hero. Like every kid knew who I was. Everyone knew me, uh, you know, because so you imagine going from the geeky guy that was in the basement with the tight watch, you know, with the pale mm -hmm. skin behind the screen, you know, all the way to being like the most popular kid in school. Well, because of that, I started getting phone calls to, at my parents' house all the time for bits and computers. Right? Parents were calling me going, hey, I need you to fix my computer. I need you to take care of this. And then there was this one girl who told her dad about it. And he was the CEO and founder of a cybersecurity forensics company. And I ended up working for them. And the rest is history. I always knew I was going to do this. And in fact, I started Digital Crisis, the name, about the domain name the same year I graduated from high school. Wow. I love that. What an interesting story. I'm sure it always raises eyebrows whenever you mention that, that uh, interesting scenario. But so talk to me, uh, you know, you started off, you know, working for another cybersecurity entity, you know, that, you know, mentioned that, that girl from high school that mentioned your dad, you're working for that company. Where along the line did you say, you know, I kind of want to go out on my own. I want to do, I want to be the CEO of my own business. You know, you said you bought digital crisis for coming out of high school. Where, where, where did that moment change? And what were some of those early days at digital crisis? Like, well, because the thing is, is, you know, this was back in 2005. Um, back then it wasn't mainstream quite yet. I mean, the only solutions you really had was all the big bot stores, you know, like you had geek squad, you had best buy, uh, Office Depot, Staples, and Office Mats back when they were all separated. Those were the only real companies out there that existed. And then you had, you know, you had these local shops. But the thing is, is they were all haphazard. 
Whereas, you know, none of them had necessary security quite in mind because it wasn't a big threat yet. It wasn't a big thing. It wasn't that, you know, people didn't really talk about hackers or cyber terrorism or cyber attacks or anything. And it's finally, in a weird way, I feel like that cyber terrorism or cyber attacks, if you will, are finally catching up with me instead of the other way around. Because, you know, I was the one that got busted for doing something malicious, but it was easier back then because security was rudimentary. It wasn't as sophisticated as it is today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's really an interesting point. It is coming more into the mainstream. So many more people are talking about it, businesses requiring efforts within cybersecurity. And we'll get into that in just a minute. Uh, but in sticking kind of with the origin, really, of, of digital crisis, you know, talk to me about what your mission was really when you set out to, to get this company off the ground and, you know, the, the, really the impact that you wanted to leave on your customers, what was really the mission overall for your, your, your business in digital crisis? Um, my overall mission was to give people that security was to provide them that protection that they needed, that they know that the door was wide open. It was like, you know, someone not even realizing that the front door was wide open and they were exposing them out to vulnerability to cyber attacks. Um, because, you know, some people don't think it's a big deal that the password is simple as password one with an exclamation mark. But when you truly show them the risk, you know, then it's eye opening, you know, at how risky it is. Uh, because people use the same password for different websites. That's what exposes them and gets them at greater risk for cyber attacks. And people don't know it. It's not necessarily that they're ignorant. It's just they don't realize mm-hmm. the risk that they're actually in with, you know, weaker security policies and cybersecurity policies. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, Zach, I can even be guilty of that one myself in, you know, in, in prior years of just having a, a, a one-stop shop password. You use it for so many things. Maybe it was password itself. And, you know, there are so many people that are, are you know, guilty of that. But uh, when they realize those repercussions, boy, can it change some schools of thoughts along the way. Uh, and in sticking with digital crisis here, Zach, you know, I understand you guys are based out of the Houston area. You serve, you know, clients throughout you know, Houston, Texas, and and even the country at large. Talk to me about, you know, how you really chose your niche and, and really that client base that you're serving ultimately. Well, that's actually kind of funny. So primarily I worked with law firms for a long time. And one of the main reasons is, is because I started, you know, my when I first started my IT security business, um, I actually uh, got sued for a non-compete agreement several, you know, when I was only 23 years old for over $180,000. And, you know, it was mortifying, terrifying. And the thing is, is that when, we, you know, we were working countless hours with the attorney and whatnot, and I learned what processes that they had to go through. And I learned how similar a MSP is, is to an IT company when it comes to time management, billing, and et cetera. So I felt like it was a very reciprocating, you know, a reciprocating uh, thing that we could offer one another is because while they manage cases, we manage cases as well. We're managing support tickets, service tickets, and et cetera. So my first niche was working with law firms. I got very familiar with the case management software. I got very familiar with HIPAA compliance, compliance laws, as far as, you know, protecting patient information because attorneys forget that they have to be HIPAA compliant because they're working with medical records especially if they're, you know, a malpractice or if they're not malpractice, I'm sorry, if they're a personal injury lawyer and et cetera. So that's when my first market got into. But then I also, you know, would get pulled into other industries, if you will, uh, which the most uh, the most thing, that, the common thing that was happening to me was uh, financial industry. 
the financial industry started pulling me in because, you know, they have the similar requirements. It's just different names and different terms for their industry as far as protecting their data and backing up. And now we just offer it for professional services in general. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, I want to get into some of the differentiators. Obviously, Digital Crisis has seen a level of success. You know, Zach, you were mentioning to me just recently uh, that you had the opportunity to be quoted uh, with a, a, you know, prominent Yahoo article. You know, share a little bit about that, if you will. Um, So, yeah, actually, um, I've been working with several uh, reporters throughout the world and throughout the country. And when it comes to, uh, you know, cybersecurity articles. And I, and I wasn't featured, but I was one of the seven experts and they had me listed as the cybersecurity expert as far as consultation when it comes to personal finances. We were talking about how you can lock your uh, credit to uh, prevent, you know, unauthorized, uh, you know, reports being issued on your credit. You know, because sure. a lot of people think cybersecurity is limited just to IT, but it's not. It's mm-hmm. also your personal life. It's your finances. It's paper. Paper is also cybersecurity. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Very good point there. And and Zach, you know, you have an interesting trajectory in that you started working with law firms and then, of course, different industries, financial being a prominent one that pulled you in different directions. So you've clearly created this this, you know, versatile approach in terms of the amount and and types of clients that you guys are able to serve with regard to their cybersecurity needs. So that being said, would you call that maybe one of the bigger differentiating factors for you guys? I mean, that's a big thing on this show that we'd love to hit is, you know, what separates those successful MSPs from the pack. What would you say some of your biggest differentiators are? Well, the biggest differentiators I I always talk about is that, you know, who do you want to teach you about cybersecurity? Do you want the next or ransomware or night cyber attacker to be the one to teach you about cybersecurity? Or do you want to talk to somebody that's done it before and can teach you how to protect yourself before you get attacked? Uh, fair point. I like that. You really leveraging your, your prior story. Uh, Yeah, very much so. And and that is a great differentiator there. I mean, at the end of the day, it's who, who do you want to teach you how to pick a lock? Do you want somebody who's done it? Or do you want a textbook that on somebody who maybe built the lock, shall we say? Uh, no, this is a great example there. Um, Zach, you guys are, are a unique you know, a unique individual, individual, and of course, a unique organization. You ha- you serve a lot of different clients. Do you maybe have a, a story in particular uh, of working with a client that really maybe illustrates how well you guys, uh, you know, operate, or maybe not even a high level story, even just a day to day story of how your company operates? So that way, we can show our audience, you know, what it's like to even have the opportunity to work with somebody like Digital Crisis. No, actually, I have a great story. Um, we actually have a particular client who was. Um, they, you know, they had a major server outage when we took care of them, we got them up and running. And then, you know, after we got them up, up and running, we became their managed service provider. So we weren't just being an IT guy, but we're actually taking care of their IT day-to-day needs. And ironically, she came to me and she goes, you know, my, my cybersecurity and my backup bill is extremely high. Is this really necessary? And I explained to her, I said, you know, look, I, I know this is really, you know, I know you don't like to hear this, but, you know, it's not an option. If this isn't something you have or you do, then this isn't something that we can work with you on. And, you know, I, I really wish that I, you know, I'm glad that she knows me really well and she trusts me because not even a month later, they actually did get a cyber attack oh, breach, wow. but we were able to get them up and running in less than four hours, right? from zero back to up and running in less than four hours. They were fully up and functional. And then that was the, her light bulb. Aha, I go, I see what you mean now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I mean, 
experiencing a cyber attack can be quite debilitating in so many ways for an organization. I mean, imagine payroll stops, you know, you ha you lose the ability to take money in. Maybe your entire accounts are being, you know, hacked and seized. I, I mean, the, there's a full gambit of issues that can come to play. So four hour turnaround time, that is a very impressive story. I, I appreciate you sharing that one with us. And, you know, I think it does a nice job of illustrating your, you know, responsiveness and the ability, because that's a big thing as well in this industry is responsiveness. You know, at the end of the day, clients want to make sure that they've got somebody that they can truly rely on because at the end of the day, their, their baby, their company is in your hands. Talk to me about what some of those conversations are like, Zach, you know, between yourself uh, as well as the other business owners that you work with in just kind of establishing that level of trust between the two of you. Can you give me a little more? I... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, no, for no, I mean, I know it's a little bit of a loaded question, but in, in yeah. terms of in terms of the uh, that initial moment, rather, let's take let's take that approach to it. Let's say the initial moment, maybe it's a, a new business opportunity that's coming your way, and mm -hmm. uh, and and you're you want to sit down to them and you want to paint a picture as to what the experience of working with digital crisis is going to look like. What would that conversation look and feel like from from somebody who might be sitting across the table that's vetting you guys as a potential uh, vendor? For them. No, this is actually a fantastic question because I'm actually doing this right now with somebody we're onboarding. And, you know, uh, what we do is we help not with just the process of the IT side, but the documentation side, because I'm a firm believer in education is priority over everything else, because you can have the best security, you can have the best, you know, defenses and whatnot out there. But it's only as good as the education is because you can have the best security system in the world, right? And it pops up and, you know, goes, do you want to allow? And, you know, and people go, yes. And then you literally let the vicious attack in. So um, one of the things is as far as our onboarding process is we help with the documentation process of, you know, the entire infrastructure, you know, so the owners and, you know, the, you know, the decision makers can sit back and they can look and they can see exactly what they have and don't have. So they have a true, you know, quantity count of what assets they have and what they're responsible for and maintaining. In fact, that's probably one of the weakest things I see with a lot of these businesses out there, especially small businesses. They have no idea which employee has what laptops or how many, you know, electronic assets they have. So um, when I do bring that to people, they find that very beneficial and very helpful. You know, because we help with mm -hmm. not just, you know, the IT security, but also in help strategizing the onboarding, offboarding process of employees and creating procedures in place. Because a lot of companies don't have procedures in place to have their company ready should an attack happen, should an employee need to be terminated or hire an employee. Um, so yeah. it's quite fascinating. And then what I do see over a period of time is that the, the impact that we do it actually ripples throughout the entire organization because they start implementing those same procedures throughout other parts of their company that's not even cybersecurity related. Yeah. Yeah, no, this is this is great, Zach. And you mentioned employees, and I want to touch on that because uh, you know I've heard so many different MSPs come on this show and talk about how you know a, a, a company's employees—they're their greatest asset for that company, right? Well, they're also their greatest risk if you want to think about it from a cybersecurity standpoint. So when you mentioned employees and some of the you know the the intricacies of working with employees and educating them—that keyword being education—there, I love that you brought that up because that is such an important part of the process in 
of course, you're working with the business leaders, the business owners, even to establish that initial agreement to be able to even work together. But really, where the educational effort and the value that comes through working with an entity like Digital Crisis is, is in that educational efforts for the employees. What would you say about employees as regard and how important it is for you guys to just initiate some of those educational efforts be, to, to maybe mitigate some future issues? You know, how important would you say just that initial employee education effort is? It's actually pretty essential. I actually had a, uh, you know, a client that I was speaking with and he was pretty tech savvy. He was, you know, he knew what he was doing, but we were trying to, you know, encourage him to get email security, you know, to check for phishing and malware that comes into your email. And he goes, no, I know what emails to look out for. I know what's important, what's not important. And the thing is, is that what I failed to realize and what he failed to realize, and we learned this together, unfortunately, you know, baptism by fire, if you will, but mm -hmm. it wasn't either he or I that were, that need to be worried ourselves, but it was the one that was less tech savvy. It was the person that fell for the email that they received that they thought was from the CEO and spent $4,000 on target gift cards and gave mm -hmm. them to some random person on the internet. So what I learned was, you know, and again, you know, I'm being honest here. I'm learning from baptism by fire, right? Is what I learned here is that, you know, you're only as good as your weakest link. And that's where I really understood that education is extremely key into protecting your company. If you can't afford anything else, spend it on education. Yeah, very, very good point, Zach. And Zach, I want to shift focus now over towards the future. Uh, you know, you had mentioned earlier on, you know, since, you know, really beginning digital crisis until now, there's been this massive, massive uptick in just the amount of conversations flat out that people are having around this idea of cybersecurity. So with that in mind, given the progress around this topic that's our, we've already seen in the last 10, 20 years, where do you see the future of cybersecurity and IT solutions in maybe, let's say, the next 10 to 20 years overall? I definitely see that MSPs are going to be even more involved. And I don't think that there will be a segregation between MSSPs and MSPs. I think eventually they will be the mm -hmm. same. But mm -hmm. I also think that what's going to happen is that I think every company is going to have to have an MSP. Because the problem with having your own internal IT department is the only exposure to threats, risk, and technology is what they have in their own current infrastructure. Whereas an MSP or MSSP, they're exposed to a variety of you know, risk factors, technology, resources, and useful benefits that other companies can benefit. So I think in the long run, I think even companies that are large as Exxon Mobil all the way to, you know, the small mom and pop shop are definitely going to have some form of an MSP or another rather than it be a hundred percent in shop. Yeah, no, I, and I would agree wholeheartedly with wholeheartedly with you, Zach. And, and as you know, in sticking with that same vein of, of thinking about the future, Zach, you mentioned earlier that idea of being HIPAA compliance, you know, uh, and just the idea of compliance really overall, where do you see compliance coming into play even more so in the future? And, and what's that going to look like in your eyes? So the thing is, is that, you know, a lot of companies and a lot of people fail to realize that compliance is a, a criteria that you meet, that you're compliant to those parameters, that you check that box, whether it's HIPAA compliant, SOS, or whatever PCI compliance that you have to have. But the thing is, is I think those, will, those standards will slowly but surely get higher. 
But I think it's important as business owners that they go above and beyond that. Because while you meet the minimum standard, that doesn't mean you're protected or that you're necessarily 100% secure. Because unfortunately, with any kind of government body, they're a little more delayed than what's actually going on out there. Uh, for the longest time, HIPAA was the standard. And it's been years, but they've implemented another, you know, health patient information protection act uh, called HITAP. You know, for, you know, the equivalent, it's very similar to HIPAA regulations or HIPAA compliance. So I think it's really important to understand that even though you might be compliant, that doesn't mean you're safe or you're protected. Very good point there, Zach. And, and Zach, for a lot of our audience out there that's that's hearing this conversation about the future, they're they're thinking about the need for an MSP maybe in their life or maybe evaluating their current relationship, let's say, with their existing MSP. Maybe they're interested in reaching out to you and your team just to open up a dialogue, you know, see what digital crisis is about for themselves and maybe if there's a fit in any way, shape, or form for themselves or their organization. Zach, what would be the best way that somebody could get in touch with you and your team to, like I said, just just open up a dialogue. No, it's totally fine. Um, and I think if you're shopping anywhere for an MSP, or even if you currently have an MSP or you have an internal IT team, I don't think it hurts to have another pair of eyes to look at it and to give you an audit to tell you, you know, to kind of give you like a, a, you know, it's like a, you know, a card checklist of, you know, the way we do ours is very straightforward. You can get like green cards showing that it's good. Yellow needs a little improvement. Red, something that needs immediate attention or needs to be addressed soon. Um, but uh, we offer that uh, absolutely free of charge to anyone that's interested in talking to us. And they can um, they can go to our website, digitalcrisis.com, or they can call our, uh, excuse me, they can call our office at 713-965-7200, or they can also email me directly at Zach, Z-A-C-H, at digitalcrisis.com. Awesome, Zach. And I understand also that you guys on your on your website, you have a, a helpful resource. Uh, you call it your cyber pack that you guys are able to provide for people. How could somebody get their hands on that cyber pack if they're just looking for maybe a tangible resource that they could take to, let's say, their manager, their business owner, uh, anything like that? I'm actually glad you mentioned that because it's actually a very good, helpful, useful resource, especially if you're not quite ready to find an IT guy or you're not looking for an MSP. You can go to cyberpacktoolkit.com and download a copy of our cyberpack that includes a template to build an acceptable use policy, some templates, and it also includes a webinar kind of going over the, you know, the importance of education and why having a managed service provider would be beneficial for you. Um, it is very helpful. Mm -hmm. All right. Good to know, Zach. And Zach, as we're kind of bringing our conversation to a head here, uh, you know, I really appreciate you carving some time out of your day to be with us and share a lot about digital crisis yourself, you know, the value and service that you guys provide. Is there any, you know, high level thought that you might want to just leave our audience with today with regard to maybe digital crisis, your work in cybersecurity, or just maybe that overall need for an MSP uh, with most businesses? Any any final thoughts for our audience today? I'll, I'll just give a quick one, uh, quick, easy one liner. You know, it's a lot better to uh, to ask before you quit than to quit and beg forgiveness, for forgiveness. And the thing is, is plan, plan, plan. I cannot emphasize it enough because it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when a cyber attack is going to happen. All righty. You heard it there, folks. We appreciate you, Zach. Thanks so much for joining us today on MSP Success Spotlight. And uh, hey, we're looking forward to, to connecting again down the road, maybe having you back for another episode. All right. Absolutely. Thanks. 
Alrighty, thanks, Zach. And hey, look, we want to take one final moment, as always, and thank you guys, our audience, for hanging out and spending some time with us here on the show today. If you took anything away from today's show, you benefited from some of the information that Zach shared with us, you know, do us a favor. Go ahead and hit, you know, subscribe to the show, whichever platform you checked us out on today. And then, of course, share this information with any friends, family, business owners, anybody that you think would benefit from these types of discussions. You know, today it was Zachary Kitchen from Digital Crisis. Tomorrow it'll be another great MSP that we're going to be bringing on to, like I said, get their industry insights, you know, those differentiating factors that you know, separate them from the pack. And then, of course, you know, their outlook on the future of cybersecurity and IT solutions. We so appreciate Zach for carving some time out of his busy day to be with us and share his expertise on this world of cybersecurity. And boy, are we uh, wishing Zach and Digital Crisis the best in the future. So for Zach, I'm Ryan. We're going to go ahead and say so long, but we appreciate you stopping by and being with us on today's installment of MSP Success Spotlight.